welcome to the Creating Us podcast, hosted by the Office of People and Values. My name is Jason Weber, your host, and I'm joined today with Deshaun Avery, Tanya Fraley, and Tom Price. Jackie's on vacation, so we wish her well and hope that she uh, enjoys the time away. And, you know, now that I think about it, I think it fits really well with the topic that we want to discuss today, which is choice. She made the right choice and took a day off, right, to go on vacation. I think that's a win. But we've been discussing a lot about how choice impacts our day-to-day. We've talked about choice in the past. You think about our field guide, each of the values DNA, you know, when we talk conflict uh, crucible moments, accountability, um, building trust. It's a choice. There's a choice that goes with it. And so I'm excited for our conversation today as Tanya had presented a, um, if, if sentence is appropriate to say, or however we want to do that, that I think is going to take us in a really cool direction today. So Tanya, I'm going to turn it over to you. All right. Thank you. Um, I was attending a seminar as a participant. And um, there were a couple of things that came out during the day that I wrote down that I just thought were very powerful statements. And one of those was disagreement is unavoidable. Division is a choice. Let me say that again. Disagreement is unavoidable. Division is a choice. And I started thinking about the word choice and how so powerful that actually is. Our ability to make a choice in everything that we do, whether it's the way that we behave, whether it's the thoughts we have, whether it's the words that we say. I mean, everything is based on choice. And I loved that. I I thought that's that's so powerful. And it's actually so liberating to think I have a choice in every single thing. You know, it automatically takes me to this space of forgiveness. And Deshaun, I know you and I, we've had a number of conversations around it where when we think about our relationships in the workplace and we know and understand that disagreement is natural, it's going to happen. But it's that division part, uh, that division part that can do a lot of damage. If you bring in the idea, the topic of forgiveness, that's a choice. Am I willing to, as Deshaun, as you would say, kind of that blank slate? If we're willing to allow people to enter into that space where we will give them another chance. And, and I, w- I want to call out because this is where choice is coming, where we will give them another chance. That's a choice that we make. If yeah. I choose not to, division is going to remain. But it's up to me to decide. If I hold a grudge against you, Deshaun, it's, it's up to me to decide when and if and how that division will go away. Yeah, I really, I really think this is impactful because we can even see this at the highest level uh, from our government through, you know, our state and into our workplace. You know, we can get dug in on one particular thing and decide I'm not budging. This is the way I think. This is what I want. And, and I'm not, 
you know, I'm not uh, going to move. That's a choice. And I, I think when you really think about it, we have to decide do we want to uh, continue with this division, as you put it, Ms. Tanya, or do we want to bring unity? And I think it's if that mindset is so planted on uh, it's my way, uh, no way. And I think if if we're like that, that division is going to always come about. And that's kind of, you know, we see that, you know, we split side of, you know, different type of things uh, throughout life. But I think it's a great reminder for us is that when something come up, you know, will I be so dug in uh, with division or will I say, hey, uh, I'm not going to make a choice to divide. I'm going to make a choice to bring us together. And what does that look like? So you're right, Jason. I think it's a it's a choice we all got to make on an everyday basis. Do you think division can actually be a good thing, though? Because as you were talking, Deshaun, I, I and, and Tom, I'd love to get your thoughts on this. Is you know, as, as we're thinking about conflict, right? We automatically we went right to conflict, disagreement, and all of that. There's emotion behind that. There's there's emotion connected to it. So do you think that division can be appropriate? Tom, what do you think? You know, I'm, I'm glad you asked that question. I, I, every morning I come in, I, I think I told Kenya and Deshaun this one of, our, one of our webinars last week is I make a choice to sit here for about 30 minutes and try to read some interesting articles. And I, I've been using this thing called Pocket. And I, one of the articles that I was reading this morning, it says, why facts don't change our minds. And the author of this piece starts out, it says, uh, faced with the choice between changing one's mind and proving there is no need to do so, almost everyone gets busy with the proof. You know, which I'm still trying to process that. But there's another article I was just finished reading before we jumped on that says hostility can bring people closer together. Now, when I first read this, I'm like, well, how is that? And, and, and the premise of the uh, uh, of this piece is that normally when we have conflict, you know, and, and I forgot who the person, uh, they, they, uh, who's this, uh, by, this article by Francesca Gino, and they went out and did some research that, 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 that the premise, I guess, of it is, is that when there's conflict, normally we bring in mediators, and the mediators always start from a, from a standpoint of, let's get everyone to agree. But what they found out in some cases that if a mediator has a hostile conflict between the two parties and more or less say, look, you guys figure this out, you know, let me know what you come up with. I'm done with it, that there's a better outcome. Now, I don't know what you guys think about that. And I've seen instances where that happens because it says, think about how parents deal with kids. Mm -hmm. You know, if your kids, Jason, I know you have, you know, you have children. I, I had four sons and Deshaun, all of us do. But normally when, when our, our, our kids have a conflict, we send them to the rooms. But then at some point, maybe 20, 30 minutes later, they're back getting along with each other. So it's kind of in, uh, an uh, interesting premise that says hostility can bring people closer together. Yeah. Go ahead, Mr. Well, I was just going to say that I think when you turn conflict around, and you start approaching it from the perspective of, I want to see things in a different way. I want, I want to see, I want to try to find out what their viewpoint, their perspective um, is. And I, I really want to get this resolved. 
then what it does is it immediately for me starts to create engagement um, because I start engaging my thoughts into, you know, what's gone wrong here and how might we be able to resolve this? So, so I do think that sometimes conflict can be, can be good when it's not good. And when it's bad, it can sure create that division and it can escalate those problems. Yeah. But I wonder when you said that, and I tell them I'm thinking about both of you all, it could be good. If you ask someone and I'm trying to figure out how can we get to a point just in our society and our workplace to where when conflict comes up, we don't run from it. It's like a fire. You know, people run from a fire, firemen run towards it. Uh, but to get to that point to where we are able to work through it, it does require us to, you know, be able to sit and be uncomfortable because it's fire brings, you know, heat and everything else. Conflict also brings that, but also I think it has a way of purifying, helping us work through that. So I just, I just think it's when you mention conflict, we have a tendency to run from it. But I think you're right. We learn more from people that we disagree with. But as soon as we hear it, we immediately flee. Uh, and so I'm, I'm just hoping maybe we could kind of look at it differently. So you, you said something there, Deshaun, that I want to call out. You know, when there's conflict, we run away from it like it's fire. And then you said, but firemen, they run towards it. And why is that? It's because they're equipped. They've got the gear, they've got the tools, they have what they need to be able to run to it, right? If they weren't equipped, they would run away from it just like anyone else. Great point. But they're running to it because they're equipped. And so I want to bring it back to the statement, Tanya, that you brought. What are the tools then that we could recommend or give to people to say, you know, if, if we focused on, I don't know, crucible moments, um, critical conversations, right? Um, I don't know. I mean, what, what are those tools then that can help us equip, be equipped? So when that situation occurs, we can, and I want to say the word confidently, and, and I'm going to stick with that, that we can confidently run towards it well i i do think this is something i was going to say with that pause okay well maybe yeah. we need to stop and think about those tools <laughs> but Tammy, um, yeah though those tools to me are are things that we have done in in the past such as i would i would suggest anybody to go back and find in media space our your webinar on um, viewpoints, um, because that's really the beginning of it, is understanding that most disagreements start from differing viewpoints, perspectives, um, opinions, assumptions. That's where usually disagreements start. So I would go back, me, I would go back and re-listen to that and really start to to start opening my mind up to the fact that disagreements are usually when somebody doesn't agree with me. It's, I mean, what is a conflict? It's a difference of opinion. And so that would help me to start understanding that 
you know, I've got to be open to other people's way of thinking. Who knows? Maybe I'm the one off base. Maybe it's not them. Maybe it's me. So I think there has to be a willingness. And that's where it comes back to that word choice. Um, it, it's all about determining, you know, do I like it this way? Do I like being in conflict? Or most people don't. Most people despise conflict. And I, I've run across a few people that actually enjoy it. But I will tell you that those people usually make me genuinely uncomfortable. <coughs> Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it, it's, it, it's just not, that is so far from me. I don't like conflict. Um, but I do think if we start turning our thinking and start looking at when there is conflict, it's an opportunity to embrace really, and really get to know somebody, why they think the way they think, why they act the way they act. And I think it will lead us to a deeper understanding of who that person is um, and maybe help us to work better with them moving forward. Yeah. And, you know, many, many great points here. And, and just a cliff notes for those that may not be familiar with our viewpoints. Uh, you know, when we approach a conversation, when we approach uh, pretty much anything, right, we bring three things with us. One is our assumptions. Two is our perceptions or our life experiences, and three is expectations. We're all going to have those for each other. Thus, when we disagree with somebody, again, it's going to be a choice. Do we want to allow our viewpoints to um, push the conflict forward, or do we want to use our viewpoints to be curious and open to say, why is that happening? You know, what is it that is creating that separation? Uh, Tom, go ahead. I know yeah. I cut you off there. No, but in this article, I'm, I'm reading it, and it, it made me think of a book I read. It, it, but there's, there's a British philosopher that was quoted in the book by the name of Elaine de Bonten. I think I pronounced the name correct. But he suggests that we simply share meals with those who, who we disagree with. And I read Colin, uh, Colin Powell's book, which is a great book, uh, you know, great read. And he, uh, he would do something what he called hot dog diplomacy. Is that people who he was, you know, when he was the Secretary of State, uh, when he was dealing with foreign leaders, who there were, you know, that that, that who he, they were experiencing conflict or disagreeing on issues, he would take them down to the, uh, walk them down to his favorite hot dog stand in New York, wherever this was, and he would buy him a hot dog. And what he realized is that when, you know, when they shared a hot dog and they were walking and you know sharing a, it's it's a simple meal, that the conflict started coming down. And they were able to move along. And real quick, there's another uh, uh, something that I read in here uh, in, in this article says, uh, oh, I can't find it now. Uh, well, it while, says you're, that the, while you're looking, oh, prejudice and a, ethnic strife feed all abstraction. Say that again. Pre, prejudice and ethnic strife feed off abstraction. Mm. You know, and as you were as you were talking there, it makes me think of the Abraham or a quote that is attributed to Abraham Lincoln um, that simply is, I don't like that man. Yeah. I must get to know him better. Right. And that's quoted in this article also. Oh, awesome. So what else? You know, as we think about this idea of choice, putting together those tools, putting together the, you know, kind of mindset for how we want to deal with um 
and wow, that word totally lost my mind. Um, disagreement and then division. Yes. Yeah, division. What else? Yeah, I, I think Jason, it it really gets back to our kind heart of value. While we were talking, I just simply said, I have to, no matter what the conflict is, no matter how angry I get, no matter how, you know, if I don't like this person, I at least have to be willing to come first to listen to understand. And I think uh, I think it goes back to that. And I think that's lost just overall. Um, have patience to listen. You know, and sometimes when we get so mad, we get so angry it affects our ability to listen. And so I think I would go with that is that if I could temper my emotions long enough to listen, maybe I can learn something. And then if if I'm humble enough to learn, then maybe I could grow. And if I'm able to grow, maybe we can build. And so I think it's just stages of tools, but it starts with listening first to understand. And, and that's a challenge sometimes when we get angry. Mm-hmm. Uh, real quick, uh, another. I'm glad you mentioned the, the kind-hearted values, Deshaun, because this article says, uh, be kind first, be right later. And then it says right here, the word kind originated from the word kin. So when you're kind to someone, it means you're treating them like family. Great article. I uh, Yeah, make sure you uh, send it our way. I'll reference it in the podcast notes, but it really, that's a, that's a great way to phrase it. Right. You know, I've been, I've been having conversations with individuals this week and, you know, one of the consistent themes that we've been running into is people and values. Um, now granted, I know that's our office name, but, but really when we think about addressing situations, think about it through the lens of people and values, people are people, right? We are all people, we can make a choice to treat people through our values or our own personal values, whether they're, again, organizational or personal. But the reality is it's about people. It's about developing relationships, getting to know somebody, um, asking about their family. Uh, you know, I've, I've used twice this week now an activity where the question, tell me one thing most people don't know about you. And hands down, that has been the hit. Because without fail, at least two people are going to find a connection that they had no idea was there. And if we're able to develop those relationships, I've seen it. Literature would support it. That division is going to be minimal, and we're going to be able to work through that. Going back to the question that I asked, do we think division could be a good thing? I would say yes especially when emotions are involved, right? We need a little bit of a separation. Take a night, take a day, take a week, whatever. But the main point is make the choice to come back to it. Make the choice to run where you need to go. And the other part is values. What's guiding you? You know, Deshaun, you brought up the kind-hearted value. Assume good intentions. Listen, to fir listen first to understand. Those are choices that we make. Again, we can, as as you know, team members of the Texas Tech University Health Sciences Center, we have values. We make a choice and, and ultimately we can put all of that in front of you, but you have to make the choice to bring those to life. It's really as simple as that. I can't make somebody do it. You have to make that choice. So as we think about the opening sentence that Tanya put in front of us, 
where disagreements are. I'm sorry. I totally forgot it. Can you say it one more time? I have, I was, I went into that with so much confidence and it just faltered. Disagreement is unavoidable. Division is a choice. Thank you. So with that, I'd love for you to think on that. And how can you approach your relationships knowing that disagreements are going to happen, but yet it's the division. It's the division where choice comes in. And how do you respond? So Deshaun, what are your takeaways? Yeah, I thank you, uh, Tanya, for this this thought, because no matter how much we go through it, no matter how much we hear it, sometimes we'll get a chance to practice it. And so when we practice it, it just reminds me that, you know, every day we have opportunities and, and we may go weeks, but when it comes, hopefully we remind ourselves, I have a choice on how I'm going to respond. And how I will, you know, uh, be, you know, allowed allow to carry forward. But again, I think that choice: do I want to divide or do I want to unify? And every day, I think we have a chance to make that choice. Awesome, Tanya. Um, I just want to end my part with a, a quote from Ronald Reagan because this really spoke to me. And he said, "Peace is not absence of conflict." It's the ability to handle conflict by peaceful means. We have a choice whether we're going to handle things by peaceful means or not. That's awesome. And Tom? I think that uh, we have to make a choice to be vulnerable. Another uh, good uh, quote that I found in this article, that says, most people argue to win, not to learn. Uh, I would... You know, when I had a team of, of individuals that I led, I, I would always tell them that, you know, you don't have to win all the time. You're not a military working dog. A military working dog is taught to win every time. But sometimes I had a supervisor of mine would tell me, Tommy, sometimes you have to let other people win. The article that Tom has been referencing, Why Facts Don't Change Our Minds, I'll include it in our show notes. If you have any questions or aren't able to get access to that article, shoot us an email, opv at ttuhsc.edu. Again, opv at ttuhsc.edu. I want to thank you for taking the time listening and, and engaging with our podcast today. If you have any questions, I've given you the email. You just let us know. I look forward to our next episode. And until next time, take care.